Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Thanks for joining us today. I can't believe it's already September and the COVID crisis has been dragging on for months and months. Or is it years? It's kind of hard to tell in these strange times. First of all, I apologize if my voice sounds a little different. The kids came back to school last week, which made me so excited. It's so much easier to teach when they're actually in the classroom with me. But I haven't done a lot of talking since March when they left for spring vacation. So my voice does what it always does this time of year. I come down with a great case of laryngitis. Anyhow, back to taking care of yourself during a crisis. I've never experienced COVID before this year, but I have experienced cancer. Not me, but my husband. But his illness sent me into a crisis. I'm going to share what I learned about that crisis that might help you with this crisis. I'll start with a story. You need to take care of yourself during Pedro's health crisis, my friend urged me as she handed me an envelope. Thanks, I said, tiredness making my voice thready. Get some rest, she ordered, and seriously, take care of yourself. Okay, I assented, planning to ignore her advice just as soon as I could squeeze her out the door. If one more person told me to take care of myself, I would splinter into a thousand pieces, spewing hurtful shrapnel to at everyone around me. When I heard her car start up, I opened the envelope and laughed cynically. Ha! Huh, a gift certificate for a one-hour massage. I had no time for a one-hour massage. With Pedro in the hospital three states away, two elementary school-aged daughters, and a full-time teaching job, I had no time to drive into town and lay on a table for an hour while someone tried to massage my troubles away. I appreciated the gift certificate and the kind thought behind it, but I resented the advice. People didn't understand that during a catastrophic crisis, I didn't have time to indulge myself. At any moment, I could receive a phone call from Pedro or the hospital warning me to rush down to California for perhaps the last visit. I tossed the gift certificate on the growing pile of bills in my office and walked like an automaton to the kitchen to prepare supper. The girls and my parents would return home soon, and everyone would want to eat. Soon, I thought to myself, soon things will change. Pedro will qualify for a stem cell transplant, and his health will improve. Until then, I would keep on keeping on. Our lives tiptoed around the cancer crisis. In six interminable months, Pedro had received a diagnosis, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, gone into remission, and relapsed with the cancer moving to his brain. I thought I'd done a good job dealing with each new crisis as it popped up, but I felt more and more brittle as the months went by. People's advice to just take care of yourself felt like angry bees buzzing around my head. I didn't have time to take care of myself. I had a dying husband and two young daughters to take care of. Later, after he got well in the crisis but a distant memory in our rearview mirror, I would take care of myself. But Pedro got well, and it took me years to learn how to actually take care of myself. Somehow, 
In the midst of the crisis of putting everyone ahead of myself, I forgot that I had needs too. I gained weight, 50 pounds. I struggled with depression, even after Pedro's miraculous healing, and guilt stood ready to taunt me. Pedro regained his former health in about a year. It took me seven years. Why? Because I didn't understand how to take care of myself mentally during a crisis. So here's what I learned. I'll share it with you. Hack number one, acknowledge that you don't have to do this alone. It never occurred to me to seek a counselor for myself during Pedro's health crisis. I thought I came equipped to deal with whatever life tossed my way. It never occurred to me to join a support group for spouses of cancer patients. I thought I should just take it in stride, that sharing my fears and frustrations would somehow make me weaker. Just the opposite. Finding a counselor to help me navigate my emotions during Pedro's illness would have helped me cope better during crisis mode. A support group would have helped me know that other people shared my feelings of despair and doubt. Hack number two. Find a crisis counselor or explore short-term solutions. Crisis counselors know how to administer psychological first aid and help you determine what your next step should look like. Although the current COVID-19 pandemic doesn't fall into the tornado or hurricane categories of natural disasters, it is a natural disaster that wreaks havoc on routines, relationships, and finances. If you feel as if you can't handle the crisis on your own anymore, reach out to a hotline where crisis counselors stand by to help you. I'll leave links in the show notes, which you can find at anitaojeda.com. That's A-N-I-T-A-O-J-E-D-A dot com forward slash S-C-H-015. S-A-M-H-S-A has a disaster distress hotline. It's a 24-7 national hotline dedicated to a natural or human-caused disaster. You can call them at 1-800-985-5990 or text TALKWITHUS to 66746. Mental Health America has tips for helping you identify common reactions and how to cope with them. Hack number three, journal about your feelings. Journaling helps you process your feelings in slow motion, which helps stop the barrage of negative thoughts. List all of the things you feel as you hear about how the COVID-19 crisis has touched the lives of family, friends, or even strangers. I can easily let these fears overwhelm me and turn me into an automaton, just like when Pedro had cancer. But writing down my fears and acknowledging them helps me understand that I don't have to become the sum of my fears. Fears can morph into little bullies that torment us day and night. They can make the present reality feel like a new reality that will never change back. You can check out this post on dealing with bullies for tips on how to bring perspective back into the equation. Hack number four, grieve. We all love the known and comfortable. When a crisis hits, we need to take time to grieve the changes. We don't need to wallow in our grief, but we do need to acknowledge it. During Pedro's cancer crisis, I failed to grieve his loss of hair, his weakness, the loss of our comfortable routines, and the plans we had made. Everything got put on hold for 10 months while he battled cancer. It took me years to grieve all that I should have grieved at the time. Don't put off grief. Take care of yourself by giving yourself time and space to grieve. 
You don't have to keep up a brave front during the COVID-19 crisis. Right now, I grieve the changes forced on me. My students losing a whole quarter of steady. My summer plans changed completely. I'm having to learn new ways to educate kids. We have to wear masks everywhere at school and stay six feet apart. Try that with a bunch of junior high and teenagers. So go ahead, grieve. Hack number five, find a community. If only I had joined a support group, I would have understood that other cancer patient spouses had the same feelings I did. Instead, I isolated myself and ignored the well-meaning advice to take care of myself from my friends, certain they had no idea how I felt and no way of knowing what reality for me really looked like. The COVID-19 crisis affects everyone, which makes it easier to commiserate and share our feelings of frustration, grief, and anger. Try not to hang out in negative communities, though. For every sobering sight, visit two uplifting ones, share funny memes, and take time to laugh. Hack number six, make the crisis a family affair. In my own doubt and misery over Pedro's illness, I failed to notice that our daughters needed help too. They seemed to take the change and health crisis in stride, but years later, they too suffered. Don't put off talking to your spouse and your kids about healthy self-care strategies. Openly share your feelings of angst, despair, and sorrow. Ask your kids how they feel. Come up with ways to take care of yourself as a family. If your kids have reached the age of reason, let them choose a self-care activity for each day and help them understand that you need time for a self-care activity each day too. The current coronavirus crisis provides a learning opportunity for you to teach your children about the importance of mental self-care. Hack number seven, look for beauty every day. It sounds weird to suggest that you look for beauty every day, but beauty helps mitigate the darkness. Pause to watch a beautiful sunrise or sunset. Reread a book that makes you laugh. Take time to examine the beauty of a grasshopper's eye or the flame yellow of a hooded oriole. Psalms 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Find a verse of scripture that speaks to your soul and fills you with hope. Remember that you don't walk through this crisis alone. So don't forget the seven hacks for taking care of yourself mentally during a crisis. One, acknowledge that you don't have to do this alone. Two, find a crisis counselor or explore short-term solutions. Three, journal about your feelings. Four, go ahead and grieve. Five, find community. Six, make it a family affair. Seven, look for beauty every day. Whatever you do, don't think you can take care of yourself later, after the pandemic has passed. Now is the time to practice mental self-care and teach your family about its importance. Self-care isn't a dirty word, and you shouldn't have to sneak around to take care of yourself. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at anitaojeda.com or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together, we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.